Welcome back to Sports Cube. I'm your host, Daniel Shalom, bringing you the latest in the sports world. And we have a lot to get into on episode 25 of the Sports Cube pod. First off, we have an interview with the UNC Women's Lacrosse Commit and Team USA player, Caitlin Wurzberger. She talks about the growth of the lacrosse game and all the dedication she's put in to her sport and her craft. Additionally, Vince Carter is done from the NBA, announcing that he is not going to be playing next season. This was the last active player from the 1990s. And now that decade is over. Additionally, Liverpool, the team out of England, have won the European Premier League while they weren't playing. Manchester City lost to Chelsea 2-1. And now Liverpool have been crowned champions. So all this and much more coming right up. Stay with us. You heard it here first. Liverpool, one of the strongest teams ever to be seen in the Premier League, have won the Premier League. After a stunning loss today, Manchester City, the defending champions of the Premier League, lost to Chelsea 2-1. to one. D- Manchester City was also down 10 men in that game. So Liverpool are crowned champions, yet they didn't even win that game. They just won their last game against Crystal Palace, which allowed them to win the Premier League. But you know what's actually pretty crazy is that Liverpool and Man City will be playing each other in, I guess, an exhibition match at this point next week at the Etihad, which is uh, it's interesting, though. If you look at the Premier League table from four down, which is actually where the big race is at, because the five spot is available for Champions League play because, of course, Manchester City have been banned for two years. It goes Man United at 49 points, Wolves at 49 points. Tottenham in 7th at 45, and Sheffield United at 44, along with two notables, Arsenal at 43, and Crystal Palace at 42. All these all these teams are within around six points of each other, and it's going to make for an interesting finish. Manchester United have an easy run-in, playing mostly teams from around the 13th spot down, which should allow them to succeed in getting a Champions League spot. Although, as we've seen before, we really don't know what's going to happen in the Premier League. But... Liverpool are champions for the first time in 50 years. They're very happy about it, and we'll see what else happens from the Premier League. We'll keep you updated with that. But right now, here's our interview with featured Sports Illustrated athlete, Caitlin Wurzberger. Before this, let me tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now we have a very special guest join us on the Sports Cube podcast. She's a UNC Women's Lacrosse commit, was also on the USA national team for lacrosse, Caitlin Wurzberger. Caitlin, thanks for being here. Of course. Excited to be here. Yeah, so first off, Caitlin, how are you doing and uh, how have you been able to stay fit and in shape during COVID-19? I think it's definitely been an adjustment. I mean, not just for me, but for the whole country and the world. But um, my dad actually bought a bunch of workout equipment and stuff. But um, I was lucky because my trainer was able to come in the house during the pandemic and we were still able to work out. And um, in Florida, gyms are starting to open and everything. So that's been really nice. But um. Just going for runs, just getting my reps in with a wall ball and just trying to stay mentally and physically in shape for Carolina. Yeah, that's, of course, the biggest thing. But getting into things more about your career now, 
what was your mentality? Of course, you started on your varsity team in, I believe, eighth grade. And then what was it like being scouted as an eighth grader at such a young age? Um, I mean, I really did not think I was going to be scouted that young of an age. Um, I mean, I still have so much to learn, even as an uh, incoming freshman at UNC. But um, I think we're just tra- trying to take it step by step and not rush into anything. But um, just really at that point, I was focusing more on playing. But when the opportunities presented to myself to go commit somewhere or schools looking at me, like I feel like I need to jump on it and just follow my heart with my passion. Speaking of that, what was that like for you to verbally commit to Syracuse in eighth grade? Um, it was awesome. I mean, that was my dream school at the time when I was in eighth grade. And um, I mean, there is some relief when you do commit, but I think it's even more. I mean, when I committed, my dad's like, great. So now the work begins because now you're representing a school, even though you're not there, you're committed there. So I think you got to take it into an effect and just be like, OK, now I really have to start working hard because now you have a target on your back. So I think um, it was a really confidence booster, but also really taught me like you have to work hard for your college and for that coach. Yeah, of course. And then once you were, of course, committed, what was your focus going into high school already committed? Um, I think to get better in every aspect of my game, whether it's mental or physical. I mean, obviously, as a freshman going in, like you're physically not as big as everyone. I'm I mean, I'm not even that big anymore. I'm still a senior going to be a freshman I'm pretty small for my age but um just focusing on what I can control and learning as much as I can from coaches and even my teammates um I just wanted to be this player I could be for my teammates and on the team and I think that really showed when I just went for those early morning runs and just doing wall ball and streaming my dad every day and just trying to soak in everything I could to be the best lacrosse player I could be at the time and then of course your family as well is um lacrosse family how is your uncle uh john a two-time all-american attack who played at cornell what influence has he had and what advice has he given you to succeed just work hard i mean like i've had bad games everyone has a bad game but i think he's always just showed me like pursue what you do and work hard at it um i've been lucky because he's come to a lot of my usa stuff and unc and he lives right in carolina so that'd be nice to have but um he just always been there for me. I think he just said, like, you just got to work hard and play the best you can. That's all you control. If you're not making your shots, just keep shooting. So I think he's been a big part of just working hard. And even if you're having a bad game, you'll get through it. And then now I want to focus a little bit more on your high school career, of course. In your freshman year, you didn't win the Florida State Championship. But in your sophomore year, you led the Stallions to the FH. SAA state title what was that like for you the whole entire process and also for your teammates as well uh, it was a dream come true I mean our school didn't even have girls across years before and then we go and win a state title was unheard of really so I think it was like wow like all those hard work extra practices those morning runs those wall ball those Saturday morning early practices really showed on that field and that that team was a family honestly that freshman team um, it was some of those core players, those seniors who were um, a big part of that team that led us into it because those were the starting players when we started this program. And I think to end on a good note for them was a big part of it. But, um, I mean, we just knew we could do it. You know when you can win a state championship and when you, you just know when there's those bad days that you don't. But I think that game, we just really felt great about ourselves and we came in prepared. And our coach really did a really great job of making sure we were in shape mentally and physically. And um, it was just a great, great experience to finally come out on top. 
Yeah, and then speaking of that, of course, there was no senior season for you this year, but how are you still able to lead as a captain of this team in your senior year? Um, I mean, we did have some some games, so that was really nice to have. But I think we kind of just, even though there was no senior year, I think our seniors did a great job of kind of setting that precedent of excellence and execution on the field, even though we had like seven games, I think. But um, even in practice and just we just – came together at the end with zoom calls and just I hope I left a big impact on them like just work hard and like they will succeed which that team has a lot of talent and a lot of hard work left on that team so I think as seniors like we are feeling comfortable leaving in their hands to go and lead the stallions to another state championship hopefully next year and now I want to talk a little bit more about team USA what was that like for you for you to be representing your country in the sport that you love I mean, it was everything I worked hard for. Um, when you're a little girl and you play on the cross, like you want to be on Team USA. You see those girls running down the field, the red, white, and blue. It's a dream. Um, but I just think to play for Team USA, go to Canada, and win the gold against Canada was like everything because when they lost years before to Canada, that was like heartbreaking. You could see that in their faces and just when they talked about it, like it's hard to lose, especially when you're wearing USA. But um. I think they fought strong, but to come back, obviously we had that target on our back and remembering like, hey, like this is for that team years and years ago who lost and for our country. And um, I thought it was just great to see all the other countries though that also were playing like all these different countries from not just USA where we're in a little bubble and sometimes we only know Canada and some teams, but like being able to really connect with those other teams and see like lacrosse is spreading across the world and it's not just here in the U.S., you're completely right. It's growing everywhere, the sport. And what was it like for you, of course, even more awards on top of that, to win the Lehigh Albert Award as the top player at 2018 U.S. Lacrosse, the national tournament? What was that like for you? Um, that was a really great award. I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot bigger award than lacrosse, which really meant a lot to me. And just to um, really honor her memory. And um, it's just a great tournament, that is. I didn't really think I was going to win any awards. I didn't think I played that great. But um it was just a really great experience like to see like the sport is bigger than just playing lacrosse and just honoring people who have played in the past and have meant a lot to the game. But um, yeah, it was a great award to win in that time. Just That's one of the best experiences of that weekend because there's so much going on with the weekend and everything in championships. So it was a unexpected trophy to win. And I'm not sure if you've realized this, but you actually yourself have a career 406 goals, 429 assists and hold a USA national record for 835 total points. Um, what's that like to know that you're one of these star players on this USA team and then hopefully in the future be on the legit um, USA team, which isn't U19 and under, but be on the um, actual team that goes to world championships and all that? Um, I think it just shows like how great the USA team can be. I mean, every single kid on that team is a stud and they work their butt off to be there and on that team. So I think just my point showing like, hey, like I can go to goal, but I also pass. So um, I think it's just showing how diverse USA players are on the field and how you want to be um, not a ball hog and you play for the game and your teammates. And I think that just shows how I play the points I have and just how every USA player plays and how the little girls should see how you should play and how you should play unselfishly and you should play with fierceness and confidence and um I just hope to maybe one day play on that senior team and just work my butt off to be there 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's the main goal. And so I guess transitioning more now to, again, back to your high school, uh, what was it like for you to represent that heritage team saying that they didn't have a women's lacrosse program till about a couple of years ago? And then also to lead them to the championship. I know we touched on it a little bit, but could you speak a little bit more to that? Um, I think it's just like, again, it shows lacrosse is growing. I mean, when we first had that team, we had some players, but it really was just starting up and you never know what's going to happen. I mean, lacrosse was my main sport at that time. But in Florida, lacrosse wasn't popular. It wasn't growing as much. And it wasn't even growing really worldwide at that time. But I think showing that, hey, like we're a top ra- nationally ranked team currently now. Like we're in the, I don't even know we're ranked right now with everything. But um, we got up to like one of the highest levels. I think shows a ton about the sport. And not only about the growth of the sport, but how hard people can work. I mean, I've never seen so many girls work their butt off for something. And then we're being finally rewarded. And showing that, hey, like anyone around the world can play at the top level if you just work hard and we just continue to go to sport. And um, I was just honored to even be on the team and just make history for Florida and just lacrosse in general. Yeah. And then what made you decommit from Syracuse and then commit to uh, UNC? What was that whole process like and why UNC? Um, it was a very difficult process to go because you, you, um, Syracuse was one of my dream schools when I was little. But um, as I grew up, I just wanted a change of heart and just wanted something different academically and just geographically in a school. And um, I looked at a lot of different schools, but um, Coach Gate was very supportive and very good about the process, which I was really happy to be about and just honored to have a coach that was really nice about the whole process of me decommitting. And um, I was so excited once I got to decom- or, um, to commit to UNC. And it was just, to me, it was a really easy decision at the end of the day to go to UNC. It's, I mean, one of the top academically and athletically schools. And um, it's just everything's there. You're going to go for a national championship, and they want you to be the best that you can be athletically and academically. And I just really connected great with the coaching staff, Coach Levy, Coach Barnes, and Coach Dowd. They just really welcomed me with open arms, and especially the people there. Um, I played with some of the girls in the USA team, which is kind of nice to kind of get to know them before. But um, just a great people who love playing lacrosse and just love life. So I think there I really connected with the people and just the values that UNC holds at that school. And then what are you looking to do with, of course, uh, Coach Levy by your side? And also the UNC program is just so great. What are you looking to bring to it? I'm just hoping to help them win a national championship for the four years I am there. Um, they already are the top team in the country. I just hope to help in any way I can. Whatever she needs me to do, I'll be there. And um, just to support my teammates and everything we do and just hopefully come out national champions for four years in a row. Yeah, that, of course. And one last question for you before we wrap mm-hmm. up here. What advice would you give to up-and-coming uh, lacrosse players and maybe just people that are playing sports in general Uh, What advice would you give them, of course, to become a college athlete and also just to become better at their sports? Um, I'm just saying hard work. I mean, doing your wall ball early in the morning at 6 a.m., getting those runs in, that's what makes the difference between good and great. I think a lot of time in our age, like, they're like, yeah, I did wall ball. It's like, okay, you didn't get that many reps in or you didn't run as fast as you could or you definitely didn't get to go and play as hard as you can. So I think it's just being like, Hard work, traditional, old school hard work is the way to go in any sport and actually in anything you do in life, not just sports, but your business and your work. 
So I think it's just setting that precedent and that you just need to work hard if you want to be the best and the results will come. Sounds great. Caitlin, we appreciate you being here. And actually, one thing that I forgot, what was it like for you to be featured in the Sports Illustrated magazine? It was a huge honor. Um, I did not expect that I was going to be in the magazine, actually. So that was a kind of a surprise. But um, it was really fun just working with Andrew and his crew and just really showing them what I do and that I just try to work hard and just join my daily schedule and I'm all about my teammates and who I'm with. So um, it was just a really cool experience to be even part of something where they had so many great athletes and so many great people come across. So it just was really an honor to even be part of that. But then to be in a magazine was even a greater honor. Yeah, it was a huge accomplishment. Caitlin, thanks for being with us. We really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. And before we wrap up today's show, I want to touch on one of the possibly greatest players that we've seen for a long time now. One of the greats, Vince Carter, announced on social media the other day that he will not be returning after he, of course, his team, the Atlanta Hawks, is not going to the 22-team playoff in Orlando. He is one of the last, he is actually the last player to be playing from the 90s era. So that decade is officially over now. And as for Vince Carter, though, he played on a numerous amount of teams. He bounced around a lot. He was on Toronto for seven seasons, probably most notably known for playing there. Then went down to the New Jersey Nets for five seasons, bouncing around from Dallas to Memphis to Atlanta, and then Orlando, Sacramento, and Phoenix also. And there just shows true attributes of a quality player and someone that really cares for the team, even wherever he is. Of course, he's kind of mentoring uh, Trey Young down in Atlanta. And now that his time's over, I think Trey Young will be able to carry this Atlanta Hawks franchise, especially if they get a good pick in this year's draft. It should be a fun one. So I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. We thank Caitlin for being here. We wish her the best of luck at UNC and on Team USA. And uh, if you like the podcast today, make sure to like, follow, subscribe. Hit us up on social media with anything. And of course, until Monday, peace out.